Okay, next question. First Samuel 3. Yes. Man, I should go back and read this because now I forgot. How... Oh, yes, yes. Now I remember because uh, Samuel uh, was still a child at this point, right? First Samuel 3, how was Samuel ministering to the Lord but didn't yet know the Lord? Correct. So so first Samuel 3, maybe we should get there first. Let's read it, shall we? Yeah, I think we shall. One. One Samuel. First Samuel 3 for those following along at home okay i'm there all right do you want to read it yeah are you there yet dana are you going there okay all right now because that's how you got to start that sort of thing Mm -hmm. now the boy samuel was ministering to the lord in the presence of eli and the word of the lord was rare in those days there was no frequent vision At that time, Eli, whose sight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he, Samuel, said, I did not... Or, uh, no, but he, he said, I did but not he call. said, I did not call, lie down again. Yeah. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Should I continue on? Is the answer further down? Um, <laughs> No, I, I think I, I think I know what I think. Okay, so Samuel's a boy. Yep, mm-hmm. he's ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. Yes, but he does not yet know the Lord. Yes, what does it mean to minister? Ever thought about that before? No. Well, think about like um, in in Europe, in in Great Britain, they have things like the prime minister, leader. Well, there's another word that's tied to it too. Um, it's administer. Okay. Do you know what that is? Well, it, uh, uh, taking taking care of the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, running the show, right? Yeah, it's it's um, being charged of the duties. Okay. Being charged with duties. Okay. Duties. D u t i e s. Right. Not like Caddyshack. Duty. Um, <laughs> You're going to have a lot of editing to do. Yes. And, no, and, I'm just going to let this go, man. <laughs> minister means to attend to the needs of someone else. Okay. So what's the role of the prime minister? To attend to the needs of the people of... Of the people of Great Britain. Sure. Right? Uh, or, or the Ministry of Defense. It means you're attending to those needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Eli is the priest of the Lord. Okay. Okay. So he's one of the Aaronic priests. He's in the line of Aaron. Okay. And that's a hereditary line. But they had others who would carry out ministerial duties at their um, direction, like like their servants and stuff. And so Samuel is given by his mom to Eli the priest 
because she wanted a child and this child was set apart to be holy to the Lord. Okay. And he's in the house of the high priest. And this is before the temple is built. Um, I want to say they're in Bethel. because that's where it gets its name. Um, and he's basically carrying out the priestly duties, kind of like, like, um, Oh, what are those things? A squire to a knight. Okay. So mm. God hasn't started speaking to him yet. He doesn't know the Lord. He's just kind of doing his job. He's doing his job. And a, he's carrying apprentice. out. Apprentice. Yeah, he's carrying out the priestly duties that he that are assigned to him by. But he doesn't know really Eli. why he's doing them. He's he's ministering to the Lord because that's Eli's job. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and, and that's, it's also why. People can get confused as to what a church is as compared to what worship of the Lord was like in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Worship of the Lord in the Old Testament is not... Um, there are a lot of steps and a lot of laws and a lot of rules that you had to follow okay. uh, to do it correctly. Otherwise, there was there was consequences. Like, if you touch the Ark of the Covenant, you'd be struck dead. Yeah. Because it's such a holy, holy thing. Mm-hmm. And even things like... Um, in the New Testament, we hear about Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. He gets called up to the big leagues, and it happens like maybe once or twice in the life of a Levitical, Levitical priest, which is what he was, where he goes and he lights the fires. And there was a whole way of doing this, of lighting the fires in order to engage in constant worship of God in the temple. Because the Ark of the Covenant is in Eli's house, they're doing those things that are written in the law of Moses. Okay. And that's what that's what Samuel is is growing up in. Okay, gotcha. so that's what it means. Okay, all right, fair yeah. enough. I was I just read it and I was like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> so now it does. I think they forgot something. <laughs> Put it in the wrong spot. <laughs> all right. Well, there's that one then. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Now yes. what? Well, good enough for tonight. All right. Good enough for today. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dana's got lots of editing. I think to do. we should. I think we should give up this episode for Lent. <laughs> All right. We'll just you know beep a bunch of things out and let people interpret <laughs> what all that means. Just redact a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll just have like you know the white noise. Boo. It'll just cut <laughs> and then we'll come back in. Oh, good times. All right. Boop. Riveting. <laughs> She's got to pray first. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I'll pray. I'm happy to pray. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks, my friends, in this room. I give you thanks for for, uh, the seasons of life in the church and in our community. Um, I pray, Lord, that um, people who are cold would would find shelter and uh, be kept warm in these cold times. Um, and that everyone would be all right, and that that uh, sooner rather than later the snow will melt, uh, the sun will shine, and um, we will experience the goodness of nature uh, in warmer climates, in warmer weather. And um, for those who are entering into the discipline of Lent, I pray, Lord, that you would you would bolster them and fill them with commitment, but also with a deeper sense of your love and your presence in their life as they go about engaging in things like praying for the needy and feeding the poor and um, uh, reconnecting and and finding a a love and meaning in the promise of holy baptism that you have given. Um, 
these are the disciplines of Lent. And um, just as Christ is the, is the perfect sacrifice for our sake, during the season of Lent, we try to look less at our own belly buttons and more at him and have a deeper devotion that hopefully will carry on through the entire year. Uh, so bless those who are listening today um, and um, fill them with the love of Christ. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. If you are looking for a place to worship this weekend, you can come right on down to 4601 South University Drive in Fargo, North Dakota. You can join us for services at 9 a.m., a tradition service, or 10.30 a.m., a modern service. You can also watch those live on atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or on YouTube, just search Atonement Fargo. So, for Pastor DJ Laura and Dana Mashevsky, I'm Ryan Janke. We'll see you next time on another riveting episode of That Podcast. seemingly to be Jesus, right? He's got uh, nails through his his hands and his feet, and he's on a cross. Right. And so... Um, this somebody, is a very expensive jacket. It is a very expensive jacket. Is, is it? All right, yes. tell me about it. Let's hear about it. Well, okay, so... Is it Yeezy? Let's start there. Well, that's where I'm kind of confused. It says, one of them oh. says Yeezy, Kanye West jacket, and it's the jacket, and it's, it's on Etsy for $148.64. Well, that doesn't seem right. But the one right next to it yeah. is $6,500, and that's St. Michael X Takashi Murakami varsity jacket, 11 in blue, men's size X. Okay. Um, Takashi Mur- Murakami one, I think, is right. Because he has a so bunch too. of these jackets, these Letterman jackets <clears throat> in different weird styles. Okay. Okay. So I don't know exactly what is going on, but this is a very weird a very weird thing anyway. So I had a friend of mine ask me, uh, are you offended by this? And would you uh, would you ask him to take his jacket off if you saw him with it? And so I th- I've been thinking about this since he asked me that question. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, unfortunately, we're so desensitized to... Um, uh, things having to do with Christ and and with our faith, um, being in positions of being offended. That no, I'm not offended by it. Uh, I guess. I right. mean, I I gloss over it like I gloss over a lot of things. Right. And and I told him uh, Adrian Peterson was none too happy about it. No, he yeah, wasn't. No, and he I was. and and I think that's what sparked his question <clears throat> was Adrian Peterson uh, uh, giving Demar Hamlin the business over this jacket. Yep. Um. So no, I, I guess I'm not offended by it. Should I be? Yeah. Is it offensive? Yeah, it's offensive. Am I offended by it? I don't think so. I guess I don't really care all that much. Yeah. But uh, the question he asked me was, would you ask him to remove it? And I said, would you make, he asked, uh, would, you, would you ask him to go change his jacket? And so I said, you know, if somebody showed up at our church wearing that jacket, I don't think they would, but if they did, I don't know that I would send them home or ask them to go home and change it, but I may ask them about it. What, what do you got going on here? Well, and I guess, okay, so... Like, but I, but I said, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to send Damar Hamlin a nasty gram. I don't know Damar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 I, I guess I'm, 
here's my question that I'm trying to figure out. What is offensive about it? <clears throat> I think the mangled, uh, the, the, the artistic take on. Yeah. Yeah. The artistic take on it. The, the mangled sort of, <laughs> <laughs> the, the mangled sort of, uh, depiction of Christ, I guess. Uh, sure. It, as a, I mean, is it SpongeBob? I don't know what's going on <laughs> looking here. Exactly. At, looking at this artist's other jackets, it seems to be yeah. his style. It's it's like this uh, cartoonish style, and even the 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 image Almost, of Christ kind of reminds me of Picasso. Yeah, even Christ on the cross in the back reminds me of of like a paper doll. Yeah, I think you know? that with mm-hmm. the, especially with the pieces. Yeah, and you take the pieces off, and you. Oh, I see. I yeah. see what you're saying. Okay. Um, and so. So, yeah, I'm not saying that if you're offended, you're wrong. What I'm saying is I'm curious what is offensive about it. What, 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 what would be seen as offensive? I I think the, I think the, the the fact that it's not a a human being, uh, I guess would be one. And it's not even attempting to be a human being. I guess it's got a face, Mm -hmm. um, but I, you know, I, I, I don't, this is why I think I said that I sort of glossed over and said, I'm not offended by it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I'm not, I'm not saying that you're offended. I'm saying what is offensive about it? Like well, what? I, I think the, I think just the depiction, the cartoonish sort of, I can see where people would definitely uh, consider it a mocking sort you know, now that I think of it, if you squint your eyes and you turn your head, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that looks kind of like him. <laughs> um, I'm reading what it says on the on the front. It says, "Without end or beginning, there is no day and there is no night." Um, one thing that I've I've I, I think Kanye West tries to do, and this isn't Kanye West, but it's this when when artists um, take artistic license to express a spiritual message, it can be misconstrued. Prince did this all the time Mm -hmm. in his music. Um, Dylan and I were watching Sing 2, and they started playing, uh, uh, what's it, the the elevator one. I've never seen it. Let's Get Crazy. Is that the name of the Prince song? Yeah. Is it Let's let's Get Crazy? I I don't know. Well, that song is actually a, a very religious song, and, and the elevator is represented as the devil, and it's about resisting the devil. That's what that song's about. Okay. Um, but to listen to it, you know, who, who, you know, no one, no one would think of that. Um, cause it's Prince. Say that again now. The, the, the say this, <laughs> say it again. What, what about the elevator? Uh, we're not let the elevator break us down. Oh no, let's go. But the elevator is the devil. Didn't he die? I mean, I'm not trying to be. Yeah. Prince, Prince passed away in an elevator. I don't know about that. In his, in his home. Hold on. Now. See, well, I don't know about that. I got to. Fact check me. This is my job here is just to fact check. Fact check me. My point being is that like, okay, without end or beginning, what I like about that is that is an artistic way of saying the alpha and the omega. Okay. Okay. Which is the name of God in Revelation, but it's also revealed by the end of Revelation to be the name of the son of God, Jesus Christ, the alpha and the omega, Um, which is cool. And what does it say? There is no day. And there is no night. Mm-hmm. And that's also true going back to the beginning, to Genesis, where God creates through the word Christ, as we learn in John, all things are created through him. Um, there is no, 
the first day, evening and morning, the first day, the evening, morning, the second day. So that on the sleeve is an artistic way of speaking about a couple of biblical truths that cover both Genesis and Revelation, which I think is kind of cool. Um, it, it has saints down the arms on each side. And it seems to be referencing that uh, you are a saint because of, of the, the depiction of the Christ figure on over the heart on the front of the jacket, which I also find kind of interesting. And then the stuff on the back, I, you know, I just, I, I don't quite understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it, is it, is it blasphemous? I don't know. He actually, uh, until you just said that, I forgot that he asked me that too, if I thought it was blasphemous. Mm. Again, I'd wonder how, like, like, how is it blasphemous? I, I think it's just not understanding art. Okay. Right. Is it just like we have such a standard image of what that should look like that if we see something that's different, we, right. People are just like, well, that's not what I always see. So I, it's wrong. Well, uh-huh. okay. So, so think of two things here. One, when you think of Jesus, what image do you picture? That one, <laughs> like every <laughs> the the blonde haired, blue eyed Jesus. The yeah. one, uh, it's like the with the flowing the flowing hair. Yeah, the, like kind of turned like. Yep. Almost, yeah. And if, and and he's got blue eyes, which. Yeah, I think so. If you look closely, he's got blue eyes in that in that painting. And what is that depicting? It, well, it's depicting art depicts culture, and right. that comes out of Western culture. Why? Because a lot of us are white folks. Right. And that's been passed down. Uh, Jesus did not have blonde hair, and he did not have blue eyes. Yeah. Wasn't but, a thing. but but it's it's an irrelevant point in either case. But some people want to push back against that. It's it's like another thing. If I asked you who was the what color was uh, what color skin did the greatest theologian in the history of the church have? What would you say? Say say the ask the question again. The please. greatest theologian in the history of Christendom, the Christian Church. Uh, what color skin did he have? Oh, who I'm <laughs> referencing is Saint Augustine of Hippo. Okay, he's black. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Uh, the church is much. I was joking, by the way. <laughs> we all know that, but I just. The po- any, it's good that you say that, just for anybody that didn't know. Again, my point being, and I don't want to offend people with any of this stuff. None of this really matters. Uh-huh. But every culture has made imagery of Jesus in their own culture, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen I've seen images of of Jesus where he looks he looks Asian. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking historically, he was he was a, 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 a Jewish man in the Middle East mm-hmm. during the time when they hadn't been in the diaspora in Europe for so many years, and you know had had uh, they had they had a darker complexion, they had a yeah, more <laughs> right a more olive complexion than than some of the imagery that we have about, about God and Jesus. And for me, that's what I see this as, as being, I hope it's not that. I hope it's not like we're rejecting the whole whiteness of Jesus. Cause it's Jesus is, is not, it's not that mm-hmm. uh, Jesus doesn't represent whiteness or blackness or right. anything else in between. He represents uh, what humanity should be. He's the only true human. We're a bunch of losers. Cause we haven't lived up to what God created us to be. Jesus does. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of how I, I see this, and it also reminds me of it's like like um, the Simpsons. Yeah, because it's you know it's 
it's a cartoon and it's yellow and yeah. you know sure like the simpsons so i don't find any of this blasphemous but it would make me wonder like hey what's that all mean and if you if you're wearing that jacket and you said to me i don't know i just thought it looked cool <laughs> See, like, like okay. for me like knowing that like what he went through mm-hmm. yeah and then he's wearing that and i was like that makes sense because he like literally died yeah like, mm-hmm. so there's a connection there for you yeah too. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it makes sense of why he's wearing it whether or not you like it yep right when his stylist was like what do you think of this right so uh i it's, just also it's prince so, it's did only, die in an elevator oh did he really <laughs> that's why i was laughing earlier <laughs> okay oh man that also adds all <laughs> kinds of meaning Oofda. found him unresponsive in an elevator Oofda. hey i didn't make it up i know how do you know that <laughs> okay here's how i know more than well i i wouldn't i don't know much about the passing of prince there's people who know a lot more than i do but the i don't remember what day of the week he died on it may have been a wednesday i don't know this for sure however oh we can find out the weekend before prince passed away Mm mm-hmm we were in Minneapolis, and this was before I was. Uh, this this was at the very beginning of smartphones, where you could get on the interwebs and and the very fi- beginning of smartphones, like two thousand. What would they be? Two thousand and uh, what? Ten? Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Two thousand nine. Wait. It's yeah. probably two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Yeah. I'm. You've lost. Wait, when me. did he? When did he die? What year? I don't know what year he died. 2016. Yeah, he died. 20, oh, it okay. wasn't. It wasn't. So that's why I was like. Okay. Well, uh, well, then maybe. It I can't was, believe it's been that long. It's maybe maybe years. it was uh, the beginning of my smartphone okay. era. <laughs> the beginning of my smartphone era. Okay. But, I will believe that. But we were in Minneapolis and I told my wife, you know what we Wait. should do? What day did you say that you guessed that he died on? On a Wednesday. Was it a Wednesday? Okay, so we were in Minneapolis on the weekend before he died, and I said to Tab, "We should go. We should go uh, drive by Prince's house." And she said, "No." And I said, "Yeah, let, I want to find out." I spent like forty-five minutes trying to figure out where Prince lives because I did, Paisley Park at that time meant nothing to me. Right. I didn't know what Paisley Park was. Right. But I said we should go drive by Prince's house, and she said, "No, what are we going to drive by Prince's house for?" I said, "I don't know. Maybe he's out getting the mail or something. I have no idea. <laughs> Who knows? Let's walking, go walking the dog." Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "No." And so I spent like 45 minutes. I can't figure it out. And she's over it. Like, why are you looking for Prince's address? You're being weird. So I gave it up. And then, of course, on Wednesday, he dies. And I said, see, Tabitha, what if he was out getting his mail when we drove by and we could have had a conversation with Prince and he'd have like we'd have made his day and everything would have been fine. And invited us in. Yeah. Best friends. Yeah. And uh, who knows? Maybe we could have had him here for supper on Wednesday. (laughs) He never would overdosed. Right. This is why I know a little bit more about Prince's death. I see. Yeah. Yeah. And Tabitha will corroborate this story for me too. (laughs) Did you find Paisley Park? 
No, I never drove by there. Oh, okay. Now I'm putting my flag in the ground. I'm not going there. Okay. No, re- no reason. He's not going to be getting his mail now. <laughs> On a side note, the iPhone began in 2007. Oh, wow. That was the original iPhone, not iPhone. That was like the size of a box of chiclets, though. That thing was little. <laughs> yeah, it was like the same size as them now. A little bit smaller. Yeah, they were, they were tiny. That's why I got to have a pixel for my yeah. old eyes. Old eyes. You're magically, I called you <laughs> having, my, having my turn at that. Yeah. So, okay. So back to uh, DeMar. Yes. So offensive. It's, well, I, I, offense if, if is I'm, in the eye of the beholder. It is. I guess, right? You know, and here's the cool thing about the story that I read is that Adrian Peterson, you know, first went on social media and said something, but then someone else was like, just, just DM him. And talk to oh, him. Yeah, Don't right. put it out out here. And he did. And it sounds like, you know, Demar didn't mean anything by right, it. Right. Right. And That's yeah. And through. and you know, I. But here's the thing. Like, <laughs> if I want to, if I offend someone, I want to do it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Like me. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it on accident. So you know, I, pre- I. It sounds like that all worked itself out. And yeah. Some people found the jacket offensive. I mean, I I personally don't find it offensive, but. Um, if others do, someone's I, always going to find something offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool if, if, um, he retired the jacket, if it, if, you know, and, and didn't make a big stink about, well, too bad for, you know, mm-hmm. is what I, sure. Cause if you're gonna, if, if you're representing what the jacket hopefully is symbolizing, then that means being humble, um, quick to forgive, mm-hmm. quick to correct, um, seeking to love and serve your neighbor. You know, Jesus goes even further and says, don't just love your neighbor, love your enemy. Yeah. Um, that's pretty tough stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's, I heard that tonight, actually. Yeah. 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 I think you said it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or God speaking through you said it. So. Yeah. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that. There's that. Do we have time for another question? Sure. Another riveting question. Well, I got to I got to get my interwebs back open then cuz I I I can't remember the questions that I asked you. Also I was yeah. laughing at your photo that you sent with your attachment. Well, oh, okay, so I I emailed Dana this picture, but I just forwarded her the the email that I sent you when I sent you the picture of the of the jacket. Of the jacket. But I but had But when you do that, well, the attachments don't go with it. <laughs> so when I emailed <laughs> DJ I said, here's some questions. Damar Hamlin's jacket, in parentheses, picture attached. And then I sent the email without the picture attached. <laughs> so then when I sent... Oh! So when I sent the picture of the jacket, I also sent the picture of the most interesting man saying, I don't always send an email with an attachment. But when I do, I forget to attach the file. <laughs> So that's why you got that as well. Yes. Okay, next question. First Samuel 3. Yes. Man, I should go back and read this because now I forgot. How? Oh, yes, yes. Now I remember yep. because uh, Samuel uh, was still a child at this point, right? First Samuel 3. How was Samuel ministering to the Lord but didn't yet know the Lord? Correct. So First so Samuel 3, maybe we should get there first. Let's read it, shall we? Yeah, I think we shall. 1, One 
Samuel. First Samuel 3 for those following along at home. Okay, I'm there. All right. Do you want to read it? Yeah, are you there yet, Dana? Are you going there? Okay. All right. Now, because that's how you got to start that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Now, the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. Mm -hmm. At that time, Eli, whose sight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he, Samuel, said, I did not, or, uh, no, but he, he said, I did but not he call. said, I did not call lie down again. Yeah. So he went and lay down and the Lord called again, Samuel and Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Should I continue on? Is the answer further down? Um, <laughs> No, I, I think I, I think I know what I think. Okay, so Samuel's a boy. Yep, mm-hmm. he's ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. Yes, but he does not yet know the Lord. Yes, what does it mean to minister? Ever thought about that before? No. Well, think about like um, in in Europe, in in Great Britain, they have things like the prime minister, leader. Well, there's another word that's tied to it too. Um, it's administer. Okay. Do you know what that is? Well, it, uh, uh, taking taking care of the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, running the show, right? Yeah, it's it's um, being charge of the duties. Okay. Being charged with duties. Okay. Duties. D u t i e s. Right. Not like Caddyshack. Duty. Um, <laughs> You're going to have a lot of editing to do. Yes. And, no, and, I'm just going to let this go, man. <laughs> minister means to attend to the needs of someone else. Okay. So what's the role of the prime minister? To attend to the needs of the people of... Of the people of Great Britain. Sure. Right? Uh, or, or the Ministry of Defense. It means you're attending to those needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Eli is the priest of the Lord. Okay. Okay. So he's one of the Aaronic priests. He's in the line of Aaron. Okay. And that's a hereditary line. But they had others who would carry out ministerial duties at their um, direction, like like their servants and stuff. And so Samuel is given by his mom to Eli the priest because she wanted a child, and this child was set apart to be holy to the Lord. Okay. And he's in the house of the high priest. And this is before the temple is built. Um, I want to say they're in Bethel. because that's where it gets its name. Um, and he's basically carrying out the priestly duties, kind of like, like, um, Oh, what are those things? A squire to a knight. Okay. So mm. God hasn't started speaking to him yet. He doesn't know the Lord. He's just kind of doing his job. He's doing his job. 
and a, he's carrying apprentice. out yeah he's carrying out the priestly duties that he that are assigned to him by but he doesn't know really Eli. why he's doing them he's he's ministering to the lord because that's eli's job okay gotcha. um, and and that's it's also why people can get confused as to what a church is as compared to what worship of the Lord was like in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Worship of the Lord in the Old Testament is not... Um, there are a lot of steps and a lot of laws and a lot of rules that you had to follow okay. uh, to do it correctly. Otherwise, there was there was consequences. Like, if you touched the Ark of the Covenant, you'd be struck dead. Yeah. Because it's such a holy, holy thing. Mm-hmm. And even things like... Um, in the New Testament, we hear about Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. He gets called up to the big leagues, and it happens like maybe once or twice in the life of a Levitical, Levitical priest, which is what he was, where he goes and he lights the fires. And there was a whole way of doing this, of lighting the fires in order to engage in constant worship of God in the temple. Because the Ark of the Covenant is in Eli's house, they're doing those things that are written in the law of Moses. Okay. And that's what that's what Samuel is is growing up in. Okay, gotcha. so that's what it means. Okay, all right, fair enough. I was I just read it and I was like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> so now it does. I think they forgot something. <laughs> Put it in the wrong spot. <laughs> all right. Well, there's that one then. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Now yes. what? Well, good enough for tonight. All right. Good enough for today. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dana's got lots of editing. I think to we do. should. I think we should give up this episode for Lent. <laughs> All right. We'll just you know beep a bunch of things out and let people interpret what all that means. Just redact a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or we'll just have like, you know, the white noise. Boo. It'll just cut <laughs> and then we'll come back in. Oh, good times. All right. Boop. Riveting. Boop. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I give you thanks, my friends in this room. I give you thanks for, for uh, the seasons of life in the church and in our community. Um, I pray, Lord, that um, people who are cold would would find shelter and uh, be kept warm in these cold times, um, and that everyone would be all right, and that that uh, sooner rather than later the snow will melt, uh, the sun will shine, and um, we will experience the goodness of nature uh, in warmer climates, in warmer weather. And um, for those who are entering into the discipline of Lent, I pray, Lord, that you would you would bolster them and fill them with commitment, but also with a deeper sense of your love and your presence in their life as they go about engaging in things like praying for the needy and feeding the poor and um, uh, reconnecting and and finding a a love and meaning in the promise of holy baptism that you have given. Um, These are the disciplines of Lent. And um, just as Christ is is the perfect sacrifice for our sake, during the season of Lent, we try to look less at our own belly buttons and more at him and have a deeper devotion that hopefully will carry on through the entire year. Uh, so bless those who are listening today um, and um, fill them with the love of Christ. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. If you are looking for a place to worship this weekend, you can come right on down to 4601 South University Drive in Fargo, North Dakota. You can join us for services at 9 a.m., 
a tradition service, or 10.30 a.m., a modern service. You can also watch those live on atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or on YouTube, just search Atonement Fargo. So, for Pastor DJ Laura and Dana Mashevsky, I'm Ryan Janke. We'll see you next time on another riveting episode of That Podcast. <laughs>